From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau file recommendations, make reports, and attempt to survive on water that drips off the pipes of the boiler into our open mouths as we sleep on a bed of dot pickets, printer paper, in the closet in the back. One day, maybe we'll escape from the subterranean hell that is this basement, but until that day comes... The city is not going to improve itself. So here we stay. Improving things. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Second Winter. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's like second breakfast, only cold, and uh, it does not nourish you, but steals the life from your bones. It does. Did you, did you stock up on toilet paper? Uh, I've... I've been stocking up on toilet paper since I was a child. <laughs> Good. No wonder the, the stores are so depleted then. That's right. And you know, when people say, oh, where'd you get that great suit aid? And I say, thank you. I, I made it myself out of toilet paper. You're very industrious. It's nice I, to I see. am industrious. Well, actually, I have two suits. One made out of like cut from the paper itself and the other made from the cardboard rolls in the middle of the toilet paper. That's nice. A nice brown suit. Yeah, those are just, they're not even like cut or flattened. I just glue the rolls together and it gives me this great sort of like circular puffy effect. Nice. It could be worse. It could be fourth winter. I think that's where we were at this time last year. It could be fourth winter and sixth wave. We could be facing down a sixth wave of COVID. So glad. So glad that uh, COVID is over. That's right. that's pleasant. That's really as, nice. As as far as as far as our research indicates, we're we're good. Yeah, it's it's all done. I uh, y- you know how I know it's done. I just go outside and I check to um, I check to see what the prevailing uh, mask use is outside, and it's low. So yeah. COVID's got to be done because you know what rational person would go out into a pandemic without a face covering. I agree. Yeah. Or winter, I mean, or second winter, for crying out loud. Second, what rational person would go outside? But, uh, hey, um, should we uh, should we take attendance? Oh, we probably should. Meeting yeah. going? All right. Okay. Uh, first attendee, uh, we've got Lida Chunpi. Lida Chunpi. Uh, no? Nobody, nobody's claiming that name. Oh, or maybe Lida Chunpi. Uh, anyway, uh, Lida Chunpi, actually, I was hoping um, we could talk to her, because she's a uh, she has a unique contribution to the world of urban planning. Oh, what's that? Uh, she devised and actually somehow managed to uh, implement uh, the only city in the world that was only uh, highways and roads and streets and whatnot. Wow. There's nothing but. Yeah, and all our all their amenities in the city uh, were actually like on vehicles. Really? So people lived, yep. Yeah, so people lived like in motorhomes, and they just drove around. And uh, their their offices were like you know large trucks. Uh, parks were flatbeds. Um, you had to leap onto the onto the you know flatbed uh, in order to like enjoy the park. But you know if you were good, if you were if you got used to it, and you could you know you were acrobatic enough, park life was yours. Right. Yeah. The council must have been ecstatic about this. Oh, they they loved it. They loved it. Yeah. Although arranging meetings was always tough because you had to get 
like all the cars together in like one spot, right? All the motorhomes together. And then yeah. they had to leap into like the, you know, the, the council chambers, right. which often were, you know, were speeding down freeways at, yeah. at like really unsafe speeds. Urban planners around the world have been trying to solve the, the NIMBYs, the not in my backyard folk. Right. And this is it. There's your solution. Just, you know, do con- away with con- backyards. Right. And constantly driving away from anybody around you. So you don't have to be near anybody. Yeah, Except, of fantastic. course, you know, tra- there, are, there are lots of traffic jams, but uh, and also many, many people died uh, from uh, in traffic accidents, obviously. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, Chumpy herself was actually killed after being struck by a dog bark. Oh, yeah, that's, that's sad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So sad, sad, sad for her. Uh, but the dog survived. So oh, good. All, all the, yeah, they're all the good boys were you know, made, yeah. made it through. Regrettably, uh, Chumpy uh, can't be here, obviously, mm-hmm. really because, uh, as I mentioned, she was uh, fatally wounded in a dog park uh, accident. Uh, but uh, you know, you know what? I realize. I think I mixed up the letters in in her name. Oh no! Hold on. Oh, sorry. It should be uh, Paul Deschen. That's me. Oh, nice. And I okay, have made. I've made no contributions to the field of urban planning. But you have made contributions to the field of report making and filing. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, and I got so many awards for my report filing that uh, they've stopped Uh, giving them out. Okay, well, the reason they stopped giving them out is because uh, we're we're out of toner and I, I was making those. Uh, awards oh thank you you're welcome you're welcome i mean i i hope that doesn't devalue them i mean i feel i felt that you deserved every one of those ones that i uh made up and printed in microsoft word i trust your judgment above all others so uh awards from you mean the most excellent maybe i should make myself an award you should you should yeah cool because i haven't won any so you seem to get all of them like, is that fair? I ask you, is that fair? Not very. I'm gonna okay, so I'm gonna file a report uh, and uh, make a formal request for more toner. Okay. So I, I don't I don't want to have to make my own toner. I'm, those days are done. I feel. Yeah. Yep. I, I, we deserve the respect of toner. Uh, <laughs> it's it is so gross. It is so gross when when you have to go into the back and milk the toner beast to make the toner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated it's that a, job. It's mostly the noises that yeah. the toner beast makes. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, it's I don't sleep well after that. No. Uh, anywho, um, so you're you're present, you're here, and our, we have another our second uh, attendee at the meeting uh-huh. uh, is Adrian Among. No. Adrian Among. No. Oh. One of the one of the he was actually the uh, the child of uh, prepositions. Oh, really? Which yeah, two prepositions? Uh, uh, Jim between and uh, his mother is Jennifer around. Okay. So when you take between and around, you get, you get among. among. Yeah, yep. that's how it works when when prepositions have have kids. That makes perfect um, sense. He himself actually uh, among actually he he, uh, he married um, without. And, uh, and the kid actually just suffered like a 
prepositional crisis. Yeah, it was a bad scene. I don't see him. I thought he'd be among us, but looks like he's not. Eddie. Oh, hold on. Um, I, I just realized something that uh, I think I've mixed up the letters. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's, Should be Aiden Morgan. That is actually you. I thought it was me. Like, I was pretty caught. I was hearing my voice. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, you were talking to somebody. Yeah. And I thought, who else? Who else would be in that position but me? Just you. I was going to interrupt you and mention that it was probably you that you were talking about. But, you know. Yeah. So... But uh, am I Adrian Among or am I the uh, Todd, the, the, the prepositionally challenged child? I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, it's amazing how something simple like uh, attendance would leave you in an identity crisis every week. I know. But, I, you know, but the good thing is, after, by the end of it, I feel like we, we get ourselves sorted. We know who we are and we understand just what it is that we're doing here. We do? Oh. Oh, crud. Uh, I, thought, I thought you had this case. Not so much. It's been a weird week. Yeah, that's true. It has yeah. been a weird week, hasn't it? Um, t- what, what's, what's been, tell, tell us about what's, what is some of the weirdest stuff that's happened this week. Or well, at least, Suma. As opposed to Sumo. Yeah. No, Suma was in town. The Society of No Saskatchewan <laughs> Urban Municipalities Association. Yes, uh, they were in Regina. They were uh, having a conference at uh, at the uh, well. I guess it's called the Real District now at the Queensbury. And uh, so, yeah, all city council business was kind of on hold and the city kept functioning. We still had to do our jobs, but city councillors were off uh, hobnobbing with um, the luminaries of municipalities across the province here in in the Queen City. Hobnobbing with luminaries. Yeah. Nobbing those luminaries hobs. Yep. Uh, it was pretty exciting, I would think, uh, to be there. We weren't, of course, there, not being uh, luminaries of the urban scene. But yeah, so they got together. They met at the Queensbury. I don't know what they talked about. I'm sure we'll be hearing. There will be an update at the next council meeting from the mayor of our fair city. And they had a, they 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 had they met with our with our provincial government. Came and chatted with them. Mm-hmm. And listen to their questions. They get they they have this. Uh, I don't know what you call it. I think they call it like a bullpen or something. Where basically uh, the premier shows up and like mayors and councillors from around the province get to pepper them with questions. I'll bring that. I do have an innovative revenue tool for this uh, for this meeting. But. I was actually going to ask, what do you think the opposite of a luminary is? I'm trying to come up with a term. I'm I'm thinking umbrinary. Oh, I love shadow. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the umbranaries and that would be umbranaries. us we would be the umbranaries i agree yeah working in the shadows of city hall so. there we go yeah. shadow dwellers umbranaries all right one thing i did discover i did go there uh when the conference was on and holy crap the real district is a miserable place to walk around if you've ever had to do that if you've ever had the displeasure 
right. of being a pedestrian in the real district. Um, it is utterly miserable, especially this kind of year when it's it's really more uh, gravel than anything mm-hmm. else. And the color palette is strictly uh, gray. Yeah. Some splashes of off gray. You, you've, you've described most of the city from like March yeah. to early May. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah. But one of the remarkable things is that there's like, there's no pedestrian connection from the East side to the West side. Uh, and you can't, you can't cut through the buildings right now to get from the East to the West side. This all ties into the fact that we've recently passed the real district uh, site master plan, which is supposed to address a lot of these concerns, such as the fact that the pedestrianness of it is just garbage currently. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be enacted over the next, I think it's like between now and 2028, we'll be seeing the full, uh, the full realization of the real district plan, which, you know, is no longer Everest Place. It is now the real district. And they have a new uh, logo with like some colorful uh, fireworks shooting out of it. It's nice. Yeah, if you, got your, if, if you bought your logo from the like the early 90s store, sure. Hey, they used a very clean sans serif font, not like a, oh. a 90s grunge font. Okay. So give Fair that enough. to them at least. I've seen worse logos. Like their old logo, for instance. <laughs> and, and I'm aware they probably spent much time and effort and money on, uh, on developing this new logo just for randos on, uh, on radio shows to, to dump, on it, or dump on it without yeah. even having seen it. Uh, so, yeah, good, good on you, Real, for, for coming up with that logo. Hey, while we're for, dunking on logos, ooh, I don't yeah, think... Yeah. I don't think we were broadcasting these shows when Regina launched its logo, did we? I don't think so, no. Yeah, so we have this, like, it's like twisted ribbons of, like, rainbow right. colors, right, into the shape of an R. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, I, I think they've changed it since then, but at the time that this logo came out, it was almost indistinguishable, that R, from the Romanian television logo. It was the same. It was almost an identical, like twisted ribbons into an R shape. Um, they've, well, they've still got their twisted ribbons, but I think it might be a little more stylized now. I could be, I could be wrong about this. Ours are Romanian television. Oh well, let me, let me look. Romanian. No, because we're still we're still using ours. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Romanian oh, television. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it does look quite similar. Um, yeah. The. The uh, the R TVR uh, it is a little more sort of simple uh, uh, than than the city of Regina R. Uh, look, it's just like the the city of Regina R sort of loops around the the stem, uh, whereas the TVR just describes a, a vaguely R like shape. Yeah. But the colors are similar. Uh, so, but I think I think this is great that our city like. Our city is using the Romanian TV logo for our logo, and we're using the Imperial Margarine Tub for our flag. <laughs> you know, it's a real DIY, sort of environmentally conscious approach to intellectual yeah. property. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if maybe what they're trying to do, maybe what they're trying to do is not sort of just sort of reuse, but maybe they want to show up like, like television Romania. Right. By, this is how producing. you really do this. Yeah, it's like 
you, you call that a logo, said somebody at the city of Regina. Look, look, look at you. Look at this TVR. Yeah. Take this Romania. This is a logo. And, and thus began the great war of uh, the city of Regina and uh, the Romanian television broadcasting network. I bet you there are more people in the Queen City who are aware of the similarities in logos than there are people in all of Romania who know or care about this. I bet you. I mean, considering that the number of people in the city who who, who know about this or th- and are thinking about it are just you and me, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways um uh so yeah the real district <laughs> back to that uh when uh, that that's all i really had to say it's just miserable place to walk they've rebranded and they're gonna have a they're gonna have a site master plan that they're implementing so that's nice well, when do we think the uh the new site master plan will be implemented do we have an oh, ETA? They're starting now. When I was there, oh, they're starting now. Okay. okay. Yeah, they've got they've got like construction stuff blocked off. I don't know what exactly they're building, um, but uh, yeah, they are they're going gangbusters to get this done. So uh, yeah, I don't have the report up in front of me, but uh, yeah, the work was supposed to start this this construction season. So. Do, you think, do you think maybe they'd be building, I don't know, machines of war? Just Well, of course, you hope that that's what right. they'll be doing. But unfortunately, I think they're going to build a hotel. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I would like, like sort of maybe some kind of juggernaut or, uh, or a giant, giant cannon. Uh, yeah. Because the time is going to come when the sort of long simmering hostilities between the city of Regina and Romanian television just cannot, cannot, cannot stand. It's going to yeah. erupt and we need to be prepared. Yeah, that's, that's to totally true. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for a mech actually. Ooh, yeah. Or a Jaeger. Like, a Jaeger would be good. Yeah. Like a Jaeger with a couple of people or we could, what, what would be really good is if we had like several discrete parts that could come together yeah. in one giant Macross style mech. Yeah, that would be fantastic. One big yeah. old Voltron of, yeah. of defense. Voltron for the Queen City. Doesn't really have a ring. I think we're going to have to workshop that. Yeah, I mean, or we could just say Queen City Voltron for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. While we're appropriating intellectual property. Right. <laughs> Let's just take Voltron. It'd be funny if we got sued by Netflix or whomever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that's happened. That that mm-hmm. plan that plan passed a couple of council meetings ago. Um, there's there's been some other news that's happened because we did take the Suma week off. That's right. Because you know, if our council is going to take the week off, as should the bureau. School's out for Suma. And. Uh, Hang on. Oh, hey, we're on 91.3 FM. CJTR, Whoa. Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. We're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. I almost lost track of time there. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on everything you've said. The other thing that happened over mm-hmm. our break is the energy and sustainability plan passed. So that would have happened right after 
you know, our last meeting was recorded. Um, it passed council and it passed unanimously again. Uh, there were many, many people came out to speak in favor. Uh, zero people came out to speak in opposition. Wow. And um, everybody on council seemed super stoked to say yes to this. Even, and I'm going to have to give some credit here where uh, it's due, uh, Councillor Shaw was all in on the energy and sustainability framework. Hmm. So she talked about how she had been speaking to people and she doesn't like the idea of, uh, you know, forcing people to spend money to upgrade their home if they can't afford to pay for upgrades. Um, but with, uh, you know, with natural gas prices expected to rise because of the carbon tax, um, these are upgrades that people are going to have to get done. And she's like, this is coming. We have to do something about it. So whoever she's been talking to uh, left her on, uh, you know, in a good place on this. The only person who was like really, you know, banging the pot of caution was Councillor Bershani once again. Well, I'm, I'm extremely uh, surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. She did vote in favor. Mm-hmm. To be fair, but she was the one who was once again raising concerns about she she was very when she had her chance to speak at the end of the meeting, she wanted reassurances that we will get to build big houses on big lots oh, that just, um, will that will not be stopped. Big ass McMansions like yeah. driven like actually. Not even like on a, a lot, but like held up by half a dozen electric vehicles to driving in a circle constantly. Yep. Um, well, she's going to get that. It's going to be allowed. So electric, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, the, 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 she also raised concerns about uh, that nobody came out to speak in opposition. Uh, she was the one person who, so I made up this bingo card of Ooh. phrases I expected would be said in this meeting, because I did not think that the energy and sustainability framework would sail through with unanimous votes at executive and council. So I made this bingo card with phrases I expected people to use to raise objections to the framework. And uh, through executive committee, none of the, I didn't dab any of the squares, but I did end okay. up dabbing two in the, exa- in the council meeting. And it was because of Councillor Brashani. And the phrases were two dab squares in the bingo card were uh, most Reginans don't even know this is happening. And that was in the top right corner. And then in the bottom left corner, I dabbed, there hasn't been enough consultation. Of course. These are the two. These are two things that Brashani said during the meeting. Um, so those are the only two things that that on the big no card that got dabbed. Uh, I, I only, it was I was getting really excited when she said these things because on the bingo card, if you go diagonally across it, there's the free space in the middle. But the two on the diagonal that were between these two dabbed spots were our emissions are tiny. China and India, they're the real culprits. <laughs> and also sustainability is so important. But dot dot dot. These were two things that Councillor Prashani had said in earlier meetings about sustainability uh, things. So I thought, you know, if she like, you know, if she like replayed some of her greatest hits, that I would get a diagonal and I could show bingo. But alas, no. 
Well, I feel I feel kind of like you were rigging this bingo card for for an easy win. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. But as I said, you know, some of the stuff I expected things like this is unrealistic because Regina is a winter city. Nobody said that. Um, wow. No, and this one surprised me. I really expected somebody to say this needs to be a made in Regina solution. Didn't come up once. Nice. Yeah. What else was I hoping to get? I didn't get a single. Now is not the time. Our economy is still recovering from COVID-19. Expected <laughs> for sure that we would get that, but we mm-hmm. did. So hmm. anyways, sailed through. Objections were raised. Of course, this was the, uh, the big overview master plan report. Uh, it didn't call for any actual spending. It didn't inconvenience anyone. And so nobody showed up to council to rage at their counselors about this. So we'll see how going forward in the weeks and months and years ahead, if uh, I get to fill in my bingo card. Anyways, we're coming up to the end of the half. So I have to get quickly in my innovative revenue tool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the next time that SUMA has their conference in Regina, instead of having the bullpen where uh, counselors should be, uh, you know, get to like fire questions at the premiere, two words, dunk tank. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Like a buck for like three throws. Yeah. Yep. Just wow. Line the coffers. Yeah. We could build that, uh, that aquatic complex just on that alone. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will go to the pre-recorded innovative revenue tools. The Queen City Improvement Bureau would like to acknowledge the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District for their support of our show. The Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District. Improving the district where there are warehouses in Regina. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Oh, yeah. Great, great tools. Top tier. Top tier tools. That feels like that should be its own business. Top tier tools. I'm here for some mediocre tools. Nope. Nothing but top tier tools around here. What, why, why where, where would one where would one buy top tier tools? Uh, well, you'd probably buy it at some kind of. Well, you'd have to go to like a top tier neighborhood yeah. for a start, like like a neighborhood with like lots of like restaurants and bars and gyms and all kinds of businesses. Even perhaps kind of like a organic grocery store, where you could get some like like screamingly good donuts. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that. In that neighborhood, which I like to call the warehouse district, you can also get some top tier tools. And we are not in the warehouse district. So if you're looking for us, Paul and I may be top tier tools, but you won't find us there. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just taking that joke away before somebody listening says it, uh, basically. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, at the warehouse business improvement district, not only do they have all that po- and possibly top tier tools, uh, they are a sponsor for the Queen City Improvement Bureau. For which we are so grateful. We are very grateful. Yeah. We're full of great. Yep. Well, thank you, Warehouse Business Improvement District. Yeah. Without, without it, this, all, all that you have heard in the last half hour would not even, would, it would just be like silence. It would be dead air. Yeah. yeah. So you can just blame them if you're not having a good time. <laughs> Instead of blaming yourself for sitting and listening to top tier tools. Yeah. Talking about the city. 
Yeah. Hey, I got something else we can talk about. Oh, excellent. So at the last uh, executive committee meeting, so there was an executive committee, a special one called to discuss the energy and sustainability framework on March 24th. But the day before that, March 23rd, they had their regular executive committee meeting. And Mm. at this meeting, they discussed a report about an economic development opportunity, the Viterra Memorandum of Understanding and Related Agreements. Okay. And as important as the energy and sustainability framework was to many people, this could be one of the most significant things that's happened in years. Since probably we decided to commit the city to spending $400 million over 31 years Hmm. on a stadium, this is, oh, and also the, I can't remember what it was, like $30 million for P3 to uh, build a wastewater treatment plant. We have done this memorandum of understanding with Viterra. And hey, do you remember a few years ago, we were all like, we were all like, you know, excited and at once also a little like terrified and awestruck mm. at, at the prospect of a protein supercluster. <laughs> yeah. Coming yeah, I was actually, I know. Yes. Yeah. Like this. Like this giant supercluster, like on the horizon, like bearing down upon us. Yeah. Like the moon, like the like the planet in, in the movie Melancholia. Yeah, I remember that. I was thinking Moonfall, but anyways. Oh. Because uh, I'm I'm classy like that. Well, I, I just I, w- I went for the top tier option. Of course so, you do. But now <laughs> I want to see Moonfall, but they. Yeah. So, anyways, well, this is not actually. I thought, like, I went looking. I wanted to find out. Okay, this has to be protein supercluster related. But it isn't. Oh, um, no! It is uh, Viterra. Like they're they've they've struck out on their own and are getting in on the the protein bonanza that is uh, Saskatchewan, and they're building the biggest canola crush facility. I think, right? I think in the world. I think this is the biggest one anywhere. Um, so they've got the biggest crush on canola. Yes. Yes, they do. Okay. And they're I building it here, Aiden. I feel like this is a, like a Netflix, uh, like, you know, YA series in the making. Canola Crush? Canola Crush, yep. Yeah. <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> Maybe not. We should Maybe pitch that's... this. Pitch it to Hallmark. Ooh. Yeah. Like, Canola Crush. And they'll be like, what is it? Well, you've heard of <laughs> And they'll be like, thank you, goodbye. Oh, um, man. I had this nice story <laughs> percolating in my head <laughs> yeah. of some executive from the big city who comes to town because he wants to crush canola and a you know this oh. this this canola farmer you know she was she's widowed her 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 husband he got threshed and oh yeah so she's been like combined combined and she's so she's been you know widow for a long time and this guy from the big city comes and he wants to buy up all of her canola because they're going to crush it to, to extract the protein from mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and he has he, he learns you know good country values and falls in love and lives in the country with her and crushes her canola and you just took it in a totally different direction but i, I am sorry I, yeah i'm sorry I, I stepped on or crushed like canola your your rom-com dreams yeah it's okay <sighs> well anyways i was just um, being a bad pitch man canola that's That's okay because the true romance here is between the city of regina and viterra 
Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a romance forged by the bonds of canola and also a lot of money. <laughs> a lot, a lot of Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So the city of Regina is basically going to be ponying up in like terms of stuff. Like it's dowry that it's giving to Viterra <laughs> is $20.9 million. This is a very traditional rom-com all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So anyways, what they're giving is, the, so the, the land that this Canola Crush facility is going to be built on is city land mm-hmm. that the city has sold for below market price already. Uh, so uh, they sold it for, I think, about nine point something million dollars, but it was valued at like 12 or 13. Uh, so what is it? Two point three million dollars below market is what they sold it for. Mm. Uh, but they're also they're going to be servicing this land. So they're going to be putting water and wastewater into the land and uh, they're waiving development charges. And they're also kicking in six million dollars to build the rail spur out to this land for Viterra. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then um, there's also, uh, they're going to be buying the land to do this uh, rail access out to the Viterra land. Uh, this is, this, like, a lot of this stuff is very, very unconventional. Like, this is not stuff that mm-hmm. the Regina typically does. Um, yeah. We, oh, we're also giving them a five-year uh, property tax break. Well, they're really, uh, they're really laying out the red carpet. They are. And apparently... <laughs> One of the reasons is that other places are like, we've got even bigger, shaggier red carpets that we'll lay out for you right there. Right. So, so I mean, if, if the red carpet was made of our money and, uh, and future revenues. Yeah. So. Because the way they're getting this, the way they're like justifying this, typically what happens if we service a chunk of land that a developer is going to develop, that developer pays that money back to us in terms of development fees. Right. So it's the growth pays for growth model. We get actual cash money. And the city is saying, we're going to be getting our money back on this project from the property taxes that uh, Viterra pays on this, hmm. which hmm. is odd to say the least, because typically property taxes are for, you know, the maintenance and replacement of infrastructure that we provide to the users of our city. And, uh, but, you know, the first $20.9 million, and they're not even paying a million dollars of property tax a year. The first $20.9 million is going to be just, you know, trying to make back the money we've invested in this project. Mm. They do justify the $6 million for the rail line. Part of what's going on there is that the city wants to move the rail line that cuts across the ring road because apparently it causes traffic and cars hate that. So (laughs) they want to move the rail line so that it goes around the ring road and um, Viterra just wanted to like cut right across the ring road, right? Like they just wanted to use the old rail. And the city was like, hey, why don't you like rotate your rail line 90 degrees and then you can like patch it into our moved fancy new upgraded moved rail line and Viterra was like well yeah but we're not paying for that we're not paying to move we've already drawn these plans we already draw that that line with little hash marks on it that's right we're not yeah we have to get the guy in with the eraser and the the new new cross hatching pencil yeah no thanks those those ink erasers are not cheap man that that is true they are $20.9 $20.9 million. Yes. Roughly. Well, I mean, that's yeah. a rough estimate. About 20, yeah. 20 some. So Viterra basically is going to pay for their rail line, half of it. And we're paying the other half. So they'll orient it to where our new rail line is going to go. So there's that. Cool. 
Um, they also talk about how there's going to be a hundred permanent jobs that come out of this, at least. Uh, there's going to be like a thousand construction jobs. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and there's going to be a whole bunch of other like industry spin-off benefits like restaurants and hotels and housing and construction and all the other spin-off benefits that uh, uh, economic development Regina basically calculated. There's going to be big spin-off benefits for the whole city from this. And, you know, it's a big industrial employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't in the uh, the petrochemical industry in fossil fuels. So th- this is good, right? Like it's going to be it's going to be taking agricultural product and turning it into I don't know Beyond Burgers, something like that. Yep, or b- highly crushed canola. Uh, you can snort canola. snortable canola. Right. Snortable. Yeah. Let's going to say whatever. Whatever. It will actually take up less physical space. Yeah. Than than it did before, pre- presumably. Uh, I mean, and it's always a balance, right? With these sorts of things, um, there are benefits, there are drawbacks, and we we hope that the concessions that they extracted from the city uh, yeah. don't outweigh whatever benefits will accrue. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. Um, like I'm torn because I see them bending over backwards to like lure this uh, corporate client to set up mm. shop in Regina, and I know how many times like the. Uh, the, the city shows up at a council meeting and they turn out their pockets and only moths come flying out. They're like, <laughs> we are so sorry. We cannot help you. We have no money for your project. We are so poor. But Viterra comes and they got $20.9 $20. million yeah. that they can chunk out. But at the same time, like I'm torn because I'm like, I'm, you know, I like to think I'm a socialist and I'm a big, like I'm a, I'm a tax and spend socialist. I'm the worst kind. I think tax people <laughs> give that money away. Just, keep doing that right, tax, right. tax, spend that money. And, you know, they're talking about how we invest this money in this project and there's going to be all this spinoff in the economy. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how socialism works. We invest this money in the community and it has all this benefit. So let's do more of this. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of on side with this. I like this. Every time the city proves that, as a government, it has agency in the economy. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like cheering from the stands, yeah. going, "Yeah!" My my problem with the whole tax and spend model is that I'm giving my money away, and when that come money comes back to me in the form of like maintained or improved services, I'm like, "Well, what have I done to deserve this? I don't like to see my money going away to some random bum uh, who yeah. who is me." So yeah, yeah just. Come on, come on, you, 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 you freaking libs! I think, I think, I think I just own the lib. I think you did. I think you. They're they're so triggered right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing they can do. They mm-hmm. they're gonna go cry in their avocado toast now. Exactly, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna like give away their their money in the form of taxes and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boohoo. <laughs> street lights and services <laughs> quality uh, of life enjoying yourself yeah uh there is one other thing that's coming up from this though that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm i i an, a note of caution uh this canola crush facility is going to need a lot of water and it's going to produce a lot of wastewater hmm. and federated co-op oh my god federated fe- they, okay we'll, we'll get back to that in a second put a pin in mm-hmm. federated co-op but because of this project and because of another project that FCL has coming up, uh, we are probably going to have to like increase the water, the capacity of our wastewater treatment facility. Oh, okay. As you may recall, 
few years ago, this was a big controversy. Mm-hmm. The city was going with this P3 with Epcor in Edmonton, who's coming here to run our wastewater treatment plant. Um, a thing that was not mentioned is, so there's like this talk about a $76 million expansion to our wastewater treatment plant to accommodate these two facilities. Um, and apparently a report is coming forward on this later this year. Um, when this P3 was being negotiated, uh, this was like for many, many years that this deal was being set with EPCOR and all the critics of the deal were saying the problem with these deals is when you go and change the requirements down the road, that's when you end up having to pay through the nose because EPCOR did not sign on to a wastewater treatment facility that accommodates these big industrial uh, water polluters. So I will be cured. Nobody mentioned the P3 with EPCOR at all during this executive committee meeting. I will be curious to know uh, if, if we end up having to pay through the nose to upgrade our, our plant, because this was not part of the agreement we had with EPCOR. Right. So a thing to watch out for. Externalities. They're fun for not you and me, but they're fun for somebody. You know where they're fun though? On 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. That's where the externalities love to Yep. They live there. They live there. We live for externalities, says CJTR. So another twist in this romance, in this this romance between the city and Viterra, there's like a third party. Like all good romances. Wait, wait, there's a, there's a love triangle? There is. Well, there's a jealous third party. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's like perhaps perhaps just a jealous third party, perhaps an Iago who's going to like mm-hmm. muck this whole thing up. Um, Federated Co-op has been, has been the jilted lover in this whole thing. When uh, the city was selling the land for below market rate to Viterra, Federated Co-op Limited was like, wait a second, we wanted that land. We wanted you to sell us that land for below market rates. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's like right hmm. next to their facility. They're like, no, don't don't fight over me. Yeah, we because you want to know why they want to crush canola, too. Oh, man, everybody wants to crush canola. Yeah. So they want to crush canola to turn it into biodiesel. So they needed to build a facility to do that. And so they wanted to buy some land from the city. And this but Viterra got there first. And the city started making eyes at the city. And the city was like, (laughs) nobody has nobody's made eyes at us like that in ages. So they. They jumped into bed with Viterra. First oh, chance. This is what happens when, like, you just you're just fundamentally insecure. You need you should have some more self respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now there's the whole question of the spur line and what that means to Federated Co-op because they're going to need their own access to rail for their land, which is adjacent to this land. And uh, so it would be really nice if they could just use this spur line that Federated Co-op is going to build, but Federated Co-op said, no, you hmm. gave us, you gave us this, we're not sharing it with Federated Co-op. Wow. And Federated Co-op won't even talk. They, they won't answer. You know, the city's been texting FCL and they're just getting totally, totally ghosted. ignored. Totally ghosted. Man. So, and you know, they, they tried to do like some kind of like counseling where the three of them would sit down and work out their, their, their problems over the spur line, but nothing FCL just will not come to the table to talk. So, hmm. Hmm. You, you know what, you know what this needs, this whole scenario, it needs the sassy best friend. It does. Like some, yeah. so like a sassy best friend that can like tell Regina what's really important. 
yeah. and and entertain us all yeah. in the process with their, with their catchy saying. Yeah, I don't know who that would be though in a situation like this. Yeah, I think I think I think we need to workshop this this, this mm-hmm. romance a little more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it can be Scott Poe. Maybe maybe the province can be the sassy. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? I'm I'm not I, sure he how needs, that, he needs yeah. he, he needs a makeover. He does, you know, and like, and the guy, the guy can't not be on camera. I mean, let's right. You can't, you can't well, buy a kind of. Career. What happens if you know they, you know they, um, Vatera gives Scott Moe a makeover, gets him to take off his glasses before the big dance. Oh, <laughs> and it turns out he's actually really beautiful. He's he's got he's got these beautiful eyes and his jawline, yeah. and, and then he comes to the dance dressed in like um. Hopefully in Molly Ringwald's outfit. Yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I think he's the why he's the Molly Ringwald and not the Ducky John Cryer character because that's yeah. probably more likely. But you, anyway, yeah. So he comes he comes to the big dance and and dances with the city and uh, yeah yeah and every every all the wounds are healed. Everybody comes together. Yep, and then and then all the boys come in and start dirty dancing. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, uh, just to throw in everything you can think of here. Yeah. I mean, throw in enough elements, you're going to have a hit. It's something for everyone. Yeah. That is, that is the romant- romantic saga so far. Wow. I love it. Of Regina Vatera and uh, Federated Co-op. We'll see how it develops because Federated Co-op is going to be coming to council soon with their own plans. And we'll see how, uh, mm-hmm. how that works out. If, you know, if, if the city starts two time in Vitera could happen <laughs> oh man the, i can't I, I can't turn away yeah you know, can't stop watching yeah no it's been fantastic and people say council isn't exciting <laughs> and, I, and i hope this romance works out better for the city than say you know they're they're fling with capital point uh, for example oh my god yeah that one went very poorly yeah that was uh that was a messy breakup yeah no wonder they're feeling so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Lovelorn. Oh, I know. And like when they got bypassed, you know, a few, few years back. Very good point. So sad. So sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. One other item that came up at the council meeting is the uh, waste plan update for 2021. Oh, yeah. And uh, we can really just take, if we've ever done a waste plan update in the Queen City Improvement Bureau before, we can just take it and just transplant it here because Nothing has changed on the waste plant front. Oh, nice. Yeah. It, the report does not say this, but reading between the lines, our waste plan is an abject failure. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely surprised by this news. Yeah. So the waste plan dates back to 2011. So is that 11 years ago now? Yes. That this passed. Mm-hmm. And Hang on, I'm trying to find... Oh, here we are. Here's the fancy report. Highlights. God, I love it. Highlights. What a joke. Uh, (laughs) So our target for waste diversion from the the landfill, by 2020, the target was 60% waste diversion from the the landfill. And in Hmm. 2021, so one year after that target, we have we have reached a whopping 20% diversion from the landfill. Oh, 
why why is our city so and this is up from we have managed uh we were at 18 percent in 2017 19 percent in 2018 19 in 2019 and then 20 percent in 2020 and 2021 so we have we are terrible at diverting our waste wow Um, yeah what is the target for waste diversion we're talking like what where where did they want to be 60 60 percent by last year so we're a third of the target well we're bound to get there any decade yeah yeah and they are talking about they have all of these plans that are going to be coming into place now like uh they're going to be doing um oh god why am i forgetting the word uh organics composting uh, they've done a pilot. They just finished a pilot on that. And it went great, like it has in every other jurisdiction that's done this. And so we're going to start doing that now. And most of the garbage that goes to the landfill is organics, right? Like it's kitchen waste. Right. And yeah. like, you know, food your kids didn't eat, and the crap you scrape out of your cat's bowl. That's what's going to the landfill. And we have just like totally dragged our feet on instituting any kind of organics uh, diversion. And as a result, We've only managed to get to 20%. Um, they're just now starting to have talks about industrial and construction waste, which makes up a third of the stuff that's going to the landfill. And they're just about to start having reports on how to encourage less uh, industrial waste in the landfill. And here we are 11 years into the waste plan. These are things, the composting, the recycling, uh, dealing with industrial waste. These things were in the report in 2011 as things got to get moving on that. And we're a decade and a year later, and we're just getting to this stuff now. And, you know, you can't even blame COVID because the target of of 60% would have like hit before COVID. So we should have had this all done. Yep. And, you know, this thing was so doomed from the beginning. There was like when, when, the waste plan was being passed and the first thing we were instituting was the curbside recycling. And the plan was to have sort your recycling at your, in your box. And it was going to be recycling was going to be free. Recycling would just be part of your property tax bill and they would charge you for garbage. They would charge you an extra fee. And the council of the day took that recommendation and flipped it on its head and said, no, we're going to charge for recycling because it's new. And we're going to unsort. We're just going to like throw all your recycling into a bin and let the company that gets it sort it for us. And as a consequence, contamination rates are through the roof in Regina because people don't care. They just take their peanut butter tubs and throw, they, they mostly empty them and just throw them in the recycling bin. And then that just has to get thrown in the garbage. Yep. And there's no, there's no instrument for the city to, uh, uh, incentivize reducing your waste because they can't charge you for extra bags because the charge is on recycling. And then to top it all off, city crew said, Hey, we can collect your recycling, the cheapest of any of the options. Uh, we've got the crews, we've got the trucks, we've got the training, we've got the know-how we can do this. And so naturally the city hired a contractor to handle recycling pickup. <laughs> of course. So the, the, the odds the game was stacked against the waste plan from the beginning. And uh, yet we keep putting this like sunshiny face of a report on it every year. And every year it says the same thing. We suck. We suck at this. So I can't wait until the 2022 report. 
when we've reached 21% diversion from the, from the line. I sure. I certainly hope we can get that far. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, some of the items that we've missed over the last few weeks. But seems like we're all caught up. Oh yeah, totally. Nothing else happened. Oh good. So no, yeah. no, no, any, nowhere else in the world did anything no. else happen. Okay, good. No, it's been quiet out there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some rumblings on the Romanian television front, like oh, yeah? aggressive moves against the city of Regina, which I fear are not going to go answered um, until it's too late. Yeah. And we're all we're all watching. I don't even know. I I don't know enough Romanian to even make a Romanian television joke. I'm, I'm so yeah, sorry. Me too. I, I I set up this whole thing and uh, just got you know, just no payoff. Big like like waste version. This is a big heap of nothing. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We'll keep an eye on these things. We can report back on the whole conflict with Romanian television. Yeah, I mean we've got our eyes on them. Yeah, yeah. We, we 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 know what's up. Yeah. Yep. In the city, they they listen to us. So I'm feeling pretty good about the coming yeah. uh, Romanian primetime uh, Regina Wars. Yeah. Anyways, on that note, we are, we are pretty much out of time. All right, then. Uh, move to adjourn. I second that motion. Okay, motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau at 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Uh, we are broadcast from 7 to 8 p.m. on Thursday evenings and rebroadcast Monday afternoons, 3 to 4 p.m. You can find us as well on cjtr.ca slash podcasts, on our Twitter account, Queen City, I- Queen City IB, and our website, Queen City Com. Um, what else? Well, I mean, coming up next, there's stuff. Nothing in the cabaret. We have other shows, I think, and then we got music unending all through the night. That's all. Keep on improving, we're trying to.